Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? 31st of March 1993, the Royal Air Force Base at Cosford in the UK encountered a triangular UFO which fired a beam of light at the ground before speeding away. At the same time, dozens of triangular UFOs were reported across the middle of the UK and the West Country. Join myself and Neil here on Aliens Explored as we discuss the Cosford UFO incident. Hello listeners and welcome to Aliens Explored, your weekly look at the mysterious skies, real, faked, imagined. Um, uh, I'm one of your presenters, Neil Kelly. And I'm your other presenter, Stu Jackson. How are you doing, Neil? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, very, very well, thank you. Yes. Have, have you recovered from last week's episode where I threw you for a button, presented you with some fake footage, and then it, it was? I feel, I feel like um, I've, I've won. So it's only um, <laughs> it's, uh, the score is only sixty-seven-one to you now. <laughs> so yeah, um, I thought I thought it looked yeah. fake, and and it was this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 67 one. That, yeah. this is actually episode 69 we're on. Yeah, yeah so 67 one that makes it yes sorry my math suddenly went crap yeah my- um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long day it's a long day um yeah uh yeah it was definitely an interesting um an interesting topic. And speaking of interesting topics, we've got an interesting one today. Yeah, we're we're back to the UK for this one, aren't we? Back to back to the Midlands. We are. Uh the UK may be a small island. Is the UK count as an island? Um the UK I I, I remember being told once in school that it makes up it's made up of a thousand islands, but only only one and a bit. Significant. Actually, no, more than one a bit, isn't it? Because there, there are some of the islands around around the UK are quite significant. Sky, the Isle of Man, the Isle of Wight. That you know, but so yeah, it, we're, we're like an archipelago. But mainly, it's the it's the large island chunk of Great Britain, England, Scotland, Wales, and you add in the Northern Ireland, and that makes the United Kingdom. Okay, we're a small group of countries, uh, but we have our <laughs> share right. of UFO encounters. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> well, and and what we have in common with um with the with the with, the, with America, um, in terms of being a possible attraction to UFOs, is we have American air bases, and we have we nuclear do. capable bombers and missiles and all sorts bristling on our little little island. A little, a little, a little North Korea in the north in Northern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> well, nuclear, um, nuclear power, nuclear weapons seems to be something of a draw for UFO activity. Mm. Now, I don't know if this is because 
around these areas, people are more vigilant. I'm saying people, I'm talking, mm. you know, the military and um, security services and things like that are much more vigilant around those areas so they happen to notice them um, more. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of their job to be vigilant, isn't it? If, they, if their job is air exactly. defence, yeah, you've got to keep watching the skies with, with radar and, and the naked eye and, exactly. and aircraft yeah. and all sorts. So, yeah, nothing really should get past you. There should be nothing that comes into your airspace that you don't know about. But it is a recognised phenomenon within ufology that, um, yeah, air bases, nuclear sites they have more UFO activity than hmm. than civilian places, I suppose. Um, hmm. Airports get quite a lot of... I, I, Yeah, I wonder if it's simply because that's where people are looking upwards far more. And if they looked upwards anywhere else as much as they do there, hmm. would, would we see more UFO... Is there more UFO activity going on all over the world? That we just just not, not see, and, and why why are people in in rural areas in the, the southwest United States more likely to see a UFO than someone in London or New York? Well, yeah, you're probably you've you've got a lot more sky to look at and a light lot, pollution, a, a yeah. lot less light pollution, a lot less a lot a lot fewer obstacles. If you're if you're in a big city like London, you, know, you can only see a little bit of sky directly above you. Um, whereas yeah. if you're in Texas, you can see for for hundreds of miles. Yes. And you'll see anything. Yes. And you can see it. You can mm. see it. Yeah. So possibly yeah. that's that's a reason for it. Better visibility and in the case of um airports, um air traffic control, air defence systems, yeah, they're they're actually twenty four seven on the alert for anything in the sky that well, every, things that are meant to be there and also in the possibility of something that turns up that's not meant to be there. Yes. Well, taking us back 28 years here in the UK, there was definitely uh, an airbase on alert. Yeah. <laughs> now, nice segue there. Come on, yeah. And, and interestingly, <laughs> not, not a sort of frontline airbase, but more a sort of training base, isn't it, Cosford, RAF Cosford? Uh, I believe so. I don't know that much about them as an RAF base, I'll be honest. Um mm. But to give to give our listeners uh, a bit of an overview of where Cosford is now, Cosford is in what we call the Midlands. Um, so if you picture the UK as a as a country, hmm. um, it's about two thirds of the way down because the top third ish is Scotland. So when we talk about the Midlands, we're talking about the middle of England. So it's about two thirds down the country um, in uh, County Wolverhampton. Um. Yeah, this is not a. This is a normal place, really. <laughs> Nothing outstanding about it, except there's an RAF base, which there is. You know, they're dotted all over the country, anyway, aren't they? Yes. So RAF Cosford. Well, it's it's in the Midlands, and when we say the Midlands, um, for those not familiar with the geography of the United Kingdom, if you look at Birmingham, Wolverhampton, around that sort of area, Black Country. Um, does, I suppose with places like Nottingham and Leicester count Nottingham's Midlands. In the north, how dare you? <laughs> Nottingham, Nottingham's in the north, is it? Okay, so you can see it's a, it's a fine line. So yeah, Nottingham because you're getting up towards Sheffield. Sheffield's definitely in Leicester, Yorkshire, myself. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. We're Northerners. Yeah. We're fiercely proud of it. <laughs> We're Northerners. Yeah, yeah. So there's this thin band across the middle of 
that we call the Midlands. It's nothing to do with like Middle America. It's just in the middle of the country. Mm. It's neither north nor south. They 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 don't identify with with either. Um, Birmingham, home the yeah, birthplace of, of such great bands as Black Sabbath, The Move. I've no Zeppelin idea. From there, I've no that's idea. a Noddy Holder. Um, that's that's kind of the limit of my. Noddy. Yeah, yeah, Noddy Holder, Slade. That's that's um, that's yeah, Black Country, Wolverhampton. Anyway, um, Black Country. <laughs> so our RAF Cosford is not. It's not a militarily interesting base. Um, I read a story about an earlier um, because they have some form for, for UFOs at, at Cosford, um, where a flying saucer allegedly landed in the 1960s. Talk about that in a minute. But RF Cosford, if you Google it, the first thing that comes up is go and visit the REF Museum in uh, in RAF Cosford, and you can you can sit in the cockpit of a Cold War era Phantom jet. You can um, you can buy soft toys. Nice. You can yeah, basically it's, you can yeah look at a yeah. So it's, it's it was listed as a as a training camp. So it's not you know it's not a frontline unit as far as I can tell. Well, you you it said is, that was the yeah. most interesting <laughs> thing about it. I would disagree. I would say that in 1993 in March, that was the most mm. interesting thing about it. Because they had a major event, um, the uh, they triangular did, yes. shaped UFO uh, at an attitude altitude, with, with, sorry, of two hundred feet, low humming noise, reported by MOD police patrols as firing a beam mm. of light, scanning the ground before flying away at speed in a southeasterly direction. Southeasterly, for our listeners, would be heading towards London, but London many, many miles away. I say yes. Many, 200. Uh, well, <laughs> yes. By, by our standards, it's a huge distance, yeah. Uh, if you live in Texas, it's probably where it was the, the distance you travel for a night out. But um, um, And it was, it was speculated that this was uh, that the Pentagon took an interest in this event and it formed part of their AATIP, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, because in military air force terms, anything that's in the air that they don't know what it is yes. is a potential and, threat. And I think it's only common sense that the Pentagon had taken interest in this because it is an unidentified object. You know, it's sort of scanned the ground with this beam of light. Yeah, of course the Pentagon are going to take mm. an interest. And you've got, like, possibly your most credible witnesses of all. It's an RAF base, and you've got Ministry of Defence police patrols reporting it. Can you get much more credible mm. than that as a witness? So, so these are not people who are just going to... Yeah, it's not mentioned down the pub. They're going to have to file an official yep. report. They're also putting their careers on the line by reporting a UFO. Because, I mean, well, you've been in the military. I don't imagine um, there's a high tolerance for people saying outlandish things like, I saw a UFO in the military. Um, I expect they'd get the piss taken no. out of them quite um, badly. <laughs> UFO is a bit of a trigger. If, if you said, what the fuck is that over there in the sky? I can't make it out. Is it one of ours? Um so, 
I mean, I, I guess unless you're in, you're actually doing an air defence job, if you're in, if you're in the military, and you see something in the sky that's not supposed to be there, you kind of you kind of assume it's supposed to be there, because you kind of assume that you know the, the air defence people are doing their job, and if it wasn't meant to be there, they'd be shooting at it. But amongst um, amongst the people, sort of on the ground, amongst your mates, you know, yeah, mm. you, you, they're, they're gonna. I mean, the the machismo side of of it alone. This machismo, a, a, a very low tolerance for for um, mm. tall tales. Even though squaddies, you know, anyone who's in the military will know that that service personnel tell tall tales all the time, usually in which they're the hero, and and often involving accidents in toilets. But you know, that's, okay. um, yeah, that, that's yeah, they, yeah, uh, yeah. War stories. They they love telling war stories. Um, UFOs. It's a little or bit, anything other. Yeah, anything so, strange. Anything that they're unexplainable, inexplicable. Is gonna yeah, because if it's inexplicable, it's scary. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, I think service personnel will be a bit more specific. If 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 you told them you'd seen something in the sky that you couldn't make out, they'd be interested. If you said to them, "I believe in UFOs," yeah. they just say, "Oh, get lost." Yeah. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. It's if if you can focus on a specific thing, you know, over there, there's something that shouldn't How be there. How dare you stand out from the um, crowd? That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, apparently, um, the the severity of this was was kind of stepped up because dozens of triangular shaped UFOs were reported moving in the sky across Western yes, Britain around, around the same the time. Somerset. Uh, and uh, uh, that's, again, I mean, you mentioned at the beginning about rural areas of America. That yeah. is a rural... Um, yes. A rural area of Britain where people have a good view of the sky and you know, that, that's where you're going to see things like shooting stars. You're not going to yes. see it in the city. Um, or triangular-shaped UFOs, mm. as was reported. Now, in, in Somerset, out in the country... Um, a police officer with a group of scouts reported seeing aircraft described as looking like two Concords side by side and joined together. Doesn't the American Blackbird reconnaissance plane look a bit it like does. that? Well, like two Concords possibly. Yeah, side by side. Sort of. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, That's are there Blackbird spy plane? That's the thing. No. I mean, we're talking about dozens, um, mm. and I think I would have thought that something as notable as a blackbird would be recognisable. Um, it would be. I mean, a blackbird is basically it, it's something straight out of Thunderbirds. It's it's a long fuselage. Um, it, it's got a, a a delta wing. Which is quite swept back. It's it's so it's got this long bit of fuselage in front of the wing, then this this delta wing which goes all the way to the tail, and then on the delta wing are two large engines, each of which has a yeah. tailplane on it. So you could see how that that could look like two Concords theoretically if you take out the fuselage no, um, in the middle. Theoretically, um, yeah, or if yeah. you just don't see it right, or. Yeah, but I, th- yeah. I do think 
I mean, all right, one might argue that, well, a UFO or an extraterrestrial vehicle mm. is a bit of a stretch, but I would say a blackbird is a bit of a stretch. Possibly, but, you know, it, it, would, be, it would be an unusual sight in the sky. But, then, of course, it would, it would probably make a, a very different sound. It's a, it's a Mach 3 plus strategic reconnaissance Not known craft. for their low hum. Um, it's going <laughs> to... <laughs> no, not known for their low hum and their uh, gentle warbling and flights. Not known for flying flights. formations of dozens. No. Yeah. No, it, it's it's very much a solitary craft. Um, yeah, so we can speculate as what's... Now, RF Cosford has form for this kind of thing because back in the 1960s, December 1963... Um, a song that um, that Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons remember fondly. Um, <laughs> um, there, there was there were a report by two trainee two trainee airmen on the base that they'd seen this this dome shaped UFO come down behind a hangar. Right. Um, and they reported. And what was what was funny was that the the way the RAF reacted. To it, I mean, they, they, the, this, this went all the way up to the wing commander, who the yeah, extremely senior officer, um, who's in charge of boy entrance. I mean, so these, these would have been, these would have been young trainees, possibly. I, I don't know if they even train, you know, sixteen-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, Britain is one of the few countries. I think it's the only country in the developed world that recruits children, um, instead of going into the sick form at, at your at high school to do your A levels, sixteen, 16 to you, you can, Yes, you can go in the army mm. and do you know, become a junior leader, or, or you can go into. I guess you can go the air force or the navy. By, well, by the start same the recruitment um, process, even before that, with the but, air training corps and things like that, that that kids go to after school. Uh, clubs, yeah, um, basically where they teach them how sea to cadets, be yeah, army how to cadets, be soldiers. Yeah. Well. And and that's uh, that's greatly increased in recent years. So, but I think that these were possibly people who, yeah, possibly under eighteen, um, that they'd seen this dome shaped thing that came down behind a hangar and then flew off again. Um, a, a signalman said that he'd seen no. Uh, it was a railway signalman. Um, was thought to have seen it, but he 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 was quoted saying nothing unusual. He thought that the boys had they referred to them as boys all the time. May have seen reflections of lights in clothing store windows. So I guess RAF Cosford isn't out in the middle of nowhere. Um, they 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 watched it for a, a couple of seconds. A, a a a light a green beam of light came out from the objects and swept around like a searchlight. The two the two boys watched it for about two minutes and then ran off to tell the duty officer. Uh, by which time it had gone. Um, they were interrogated at length by the camp commandant and fellow officers because I guess they they took it seriously. Um, but um, the the air ministry's first response to the press was that two of their young students. Um, apparently not altogether sober, so a bit of underage drinking was involved here, had been up to some pre We're, we're assuming prank. they're underage, so it might not have been underage drinking. But drinking, nonetheless. We're making an assumption about their yeah. age. 
Um, yes, but they refer yeah. to them as boys. Could be 18, so, 19 year olds. Um, and, and in this, uh, yeah, this, this article from 1964 um, specifies that, that Cosford is a training station. It's not operational. Um, these two boys could could see this, this thing coming down. So do you get um, many beams of green the, light the coming cha- from uh, reflections in clothing shop windows? Um, I, I have seen that, if you've got a green neon light, but I, I suppose that wasn't mm. too common in 1964. Um, and so, yeah, they changed their story from saying that these two students who were, who were drunk and who had mistaken what they'd seen, um, in, when, the, when the RF were asked again, suddenly these, these previously drunken students had become sober and were practising a hoax. Of they course they changed their, their story. You used the word interrogated. So of course they changed that <laughs> yes. bloody story. They were told, mm. that is not what you saw. How yeah. dare you have seen but- a UFO? Yeah, but that, that's that's when people started to be people who were prepared to accept the explanation of a hoax suddenly became incredulous because they said, "Well, why have you changed your story?" I mean, part of it it could be um, it could be some some officer cropped up and said, "No, we can't um, we can't have a story about um, underage children who are in our care. We are in in loco parentis." Um, the, the military is, <laughs> and we've mm. allowed them to get drunk. We can't we mm. can't put that story out. But anyway, so it's yeah. Cosford has has previous okay. form for um, and, associations and with UFOs. Um, the date that this occurred, the thirty first of March, nineteen ninety three, exactly a year before, there was a similar occurrence over in Belgium. This sudden spate of of lots of um, triangular shaped UFOs being spotted across the country. Mm. It, it was almost like a duplication from exactly a year before in Belgium. Hmm. Very bizarre, very bizarre indeed. One of the one of the possible causes cited of these these triangular shaped craft are um, sky lanterns. So if we got you know half a dozen of us and we stood in a sort of V formation, a, a wide V formation in a field, and all released. On, on a clear, because I mean these things don't fly in wind. If you, I, I know from experience, you send one up when there's even a, a fairly slight wind, um, it will crash and set fire to things. Um, if we all release the sky lens at the same time, would it take the would it take the form of a would it retain its triangular shape in the sky, and give the illusion of a of a triangular craft? Well, there's uh, in in terms of. Com- coming up with this description of a triangular craft they are talking about three lights on this thing um, mm. but they do talk about a dark shape as well uh, mm. but we, we've discussed this before where if, if you've got the lights um, you can it, it can give the appearance that there's something substantial in, be, in between the, these are the running lights of a larger can. dark object when actually they're not it can they're, they're, but they're just the, lights the whole lantern thing the idea that they would stay sort of independently in the same formation and suddenly shoot off at speed. Not for long. Uh, yeah, they wouldn't do that. Beams of light scanning the ground. Yeah. Mm, they wouldn't do that. 
I'm going to say no on that. That's whole a separate thing. Skylands and thing. I like the I like the <laughs> thinking, <laughs> but no. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I, I think for for me, this whole UFO thing around military bases is is the way the military reacts to it, and the fact that they do change their story, and and you can speculate as to you know, why they might have changed their story. Part of it might have been you know, to do with. They, they want to change the facts for some reason or they're worried that it, it will allude to something they're trying to keep secret or it, it could just be something as simple as, you know, we don't want to say that underage airmen are allowed to get drunk or have access to it alcohol. Could be that, on our because bases. certainly in 1993, um, that story was not changed. That was supplied. Like I say, we're mm. talking about MOD police patrol. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah, official made an official it. report. Um, I mean that—that's surely got to give it some credibility. More, more so than the nineteen sixty-four one, where it's two young yes. boys who were presumably off duty. They had no kind of um, air defence duty at, at the time, so they wouldn't have made any kind of official report. They just ran and told the duty officer that something is coming down. And yet, their the initial report says about. A beam of light sweeping the ground, exactly like in 1993. Yeah. Hmm. A green light. I find that fascinating. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, I think their second story is the fabrication. In the 1960s. So the one that yeah. they... <laughs> the sex story that they were sober and the, the a hoax, the, yeah, yeah, a hoax, yeah. Well, of course, if if they if they if it's just a hoax, they don't have to tell. They don't have to actually recreate yeah. the green beam of light. Do they? Yeah. they just have to say well, they saw uh, one. But yeah, I can see them being threatened into saying it was a hoax. Mm. Definitely. And and of course, if you're going to do an April Fool's joke, um. A nighttime joke because April Fool isn't isn't it the rule that you you're not allowed to do it after midday or something? Plenty of people April do. the first. <laughs> that, plenty of people do, but I thought that was the rule. So if you wanted to do some sort of, well, if you wanted a hoax story in the press on the first of April, then you would create you'd have to create something for them to report on on the thirtieth or thirty first of March, wouldn't you? So if you, you you send up your fake UFO so it appears in the paper on April the first. Mm. The, the date is the date is yeah it makes it well, suspicious as well yes but again with with that sort of thing you get people coming forward after saying ha ha fooled you which nobody has done hmm no nobody has done hmm. interesting I mean it sounds like you're definitely looking for reasons to dismiss this um um I'm, I'm looking for, yeah, I think that's my job <laughs> on this podcast, isn't it? it? <laughs> to, to think, what, 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 yeah, but, yeah, but not just to say, well, no, I don't believe in UFOs and there's no way that was UFO. It's, I think it's more just to ask, yes. what else could this yes, have been? I think that, well, I, th- I think that's the job of all of us to do that. Um, obviously, I'm coming at it from mm. more, but aliens are a real possibility. 
Yeah, like like when you're alone at home at night and something suddenly crashes to the floor in the kitchen and you think, what could that possibly be apart from someone well, breaking in your into case, the house to kill me? So. <laughs> yeah. So you've, got, yeah. you've got an easy explanation yeah. for that. <laughs> a, a cat who has started entertaining oh. a visitor at night. Uh, a couple of times I've woken up with two cats oh. on my bed, two black cats. Is that lucky or what is that doing double unlucky? <laughs> really, just facing off. I think um, the other cat comes oh. in and eats his food. There's some food in the spare room here. Oh. A little bowl of um, little bowl Magnetic of dried cat food. Flaps. You can get these things. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what we got, and it's operated yes. on Scaramanga's chip. But we also leave an upstairs window. He likes to sit on the windowsill with a nice view over the garden. So that, you reckon and, uh, that's where this other one's coming and, in? Um, this, that's where this other one's coming in. And sometimes, you know, especially if my wife has to get up very early in the morning and I don't want to be disturbed, I can I can bunk down in here under the window. And that's when I've woken up with right. two cats on my bed. Right. Mm. The one who's supposed <laughs> to be sleeping there with me and the one who's... And his well, visitor. We've digressed, We've digressed quite a, a bit, bit there. there. <laughs> so, yeah, back on Cosford then, because uh, we've hit that point in the show. Was it another mm. worldly visitation? Well, let's focus on 1993 um, at Cosford. Mm. So we know there was other UFO activity happening in the country at the time. Let's put that to one side. Let's put the 1960s event sort of to one side. But it's interesting that there are some similarities between the two events. But 1993 at Cosford, um, and- this this triangular ship—I'm saying ship—triangular thing comes along, fires a beam of light at the ground, shoots off. Was it otherworldly hmm. visitation? Who can say? I mean, faced with it like that, I can only say, well, I, I just have to take the word of the people who saw it and reported that that's that's what they yep. saw. No one knows where it came from. Well, they, they know where they came from, but we <laughs> well, don't presumably know they came there's from. an intelligence behind it, which is an assumption. Yeah. I think it's a reasonable assumption, but it's an assumption. Um, I mean, I, for one, am absolutely convinced that this was another worldly visitation. I also wonder if maybe there isn't something more going on at Cosford than a simple training unit. Um, is there something going mm. on underground and this is why these scans are taking place? Uh, that wouldn't be unheard of. Well, do you know, Cosford is a place we could visit. It is a place we could visit. We could go to the museum and have a look around. Can. and I can take my Geiger counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should do this. We should. We really absolutely um, watch this space, listeners, for us visiting UFO yeah. hotspots. That, that's what's unusual about you know, most air bases, like you know, Lake and Heath or or Roswell or anything like that. No, you can't just go and visit, but Cosford, you can. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's something more going on. What do you think, though, listeners? Um, is this just a case of mistaken identity, and maybe it is a Blackbird spy plane? Who knows? Or are you? Do you share my view that uh, this is something otherworldly, and they are making their presence known? Do let us know via the usual means. You can contact us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can send us an email by emailing aliensexplored 
at gmail.com. And we would also love for you to leave us a cheeky review wherever you listen to your podcast as well. And they really, really do help. Join us next time, though, uh, when we're going to be having a look at the organization, the Mutual UFO Network. And we're going to be doing a bit of an overview on them. MUFON for short. MUFON. MUFON. So don't miss that one. In the meantime, keep watching those skies over the RAF bases, air bases, nuclear sites, all the skies. And the skies. Uh, no, and, that and the skies, work, does yeah, it? And- <laughs> With a, with, a, with a healthy dose of scepticism and, uh, and, and, and trying not to be too drunk. Well, if you're drunk, you're drunk. That's, that can't be helped. <laughs> Use alcohol safely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, we will see you next time. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. Take care. Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com. <laughs>